it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Now, Vegas Insider, Senior Handicapper, and Fan of the Cold Budweiser Bottles, Brian Edwards. It's got to be touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Brian Edwards. I don't really love it. Brian Edwards. Boy, they're using the cream cheese to butter the bagel. Brian Edwards. I'm going with the cowgirl. Here is Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards up now here on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. One of our favorite segments because we get to talk a little sports betting, maybe make a little money for all of you out there. Brian Edwards here on the show via StreamYard if you're watching on YouTube or Twitter. Brian, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. What's happening? Hey, all good things here. I've got busy week right now with high school basketball um, and we went through some fake betting lines earlier in the show but now let's go through some <laughs> hey, real the, full, full, di- full disclosure AR such a he's such a um, diplomat I've got a good I've got a good buddy I mean excuse me a pretend high school coach that has a Twitter account that sets high school lines Brian we're not <laughs> we're, we're not being those guys we're right. just talking yeah, okay, about good, those guys good explanation just in case <laughs> people you know, like um, high school <laughs> whenever espn or i guess more like espn2 and you started showing high school games on yeah. friday night like yeah. uh, was it for the first time during covid maybe in 2020 yeah whenever my I, one of my accounts would offer lines on those high school i wouldn't bet them because i wouldn't know anything about these high schools but i swear they were available i found that wild Oh, man. As, as Matt Rule would say, availability is the best ability. Yeah, I agree with him. Hey, B, real quick before we get into the actual games, is capping more difficult when you have to factor in volume in a short amount of days? Does it change the way that you've looked at these teams throughout the season? Like, you know, in my, I'm, I'm on Miami today, and I looked at the box score from Wake last night, and Tyree Appleby played all 40 minutes, and they lost their uh, uh, second-leading scorer, Monsanto, like uh, two weeks ago to a season-ending injury. So their other starters played like 38, 37, and I think 33 and 33 minutes. And I mentioned that in my write-up, but, I mean, that's just gravy. I was just adding that on. Now, you know, if we get, like – like who, if um, whoever plays Tennessee today, if they win, um, they will have played, be playing three times in three days tomorrow against Missouri when Missouri had a double bye. Does that factor in? Oh yes. Today with just one game, nah, maybe not as much. But I mean, I did put it in my write up about Miami because Wake's guys played a lot of minutes yesterday, but. Mm. Brian, you know, let's get into these picks now because the first one on the docket that you sent our way was a matchup that really intrigued me. It was Michigan against Rutgers because Michigan is that team on the bubble right now, could get in, may not get in. 
didn't really match season expectations, minus two and a half. You are taking Michigan. Is that because you think just historically they're a tournament team and they know how to win at this stage? And look, I, I, they lost back-to-back games last week, but they lost in double overtime at Illinois and in overtime to Indiana. They've covered five straight, uh, three outright wins. They're eight and two against the spread in their last ten. They only won six of those outright, but I mentioned the overtime losses last week, and their other losses um, here recently were a uh, close one at Wisconsin and another one point lo- or a one point loss instead of the two point uh, loss to Indiana in OT. They they also lost to them at home by one. So. You know, the the five-point loss at Wisconsin is the widest margin of their L's lately. And and on the flip side, Rutgers has lost six of eight and has won six and one ATS. And their two wins in the last eight games, they scored 58 and one by one at Wisconsin. They scored 59 and one by three at Penn State. So Rutgers just can't buy a bucket. And they've been so great at the rack all year. But Michigan went in, in there on February 23rd and won 58 to 45 so not only am i taking michigan minus uh actually i got it at three but it's it was at two at circa a couple hours ago and it was two and a half at most books i also took a little bit like only like 20 percent of my um amount i've got on michigan for the game on them in the first half minus one and a half and then i also did rutgers team total under 65 and a half because they've only scored more than 61 twice in nine games so yeah i i'm either going to get off to a really good day with michigan a really good start <laughs> to the day at noon eastern or a really bad start one or the other uh b i know so we you, we joke all the time we actually talked about them last week in terms of tulsa i know sometimes people laugh when you talk auto fades but you've we've talked to you almost what 10 years and that is a thing for you where You'll look at teams that are trending or things that are moving in the wrong direction. It was Jacksonville for a while. I think that's how you built that nice palatial estate you've got down there. <laughs> uh, you've got an auto fade today with Wichita State. Not so much about the Shockers as much as it is about Tulsa. Yeah, I wrote more than 200 words in my write-up. I never mentioned Wichita State once. It was just all about Tulsa. And, uh, again, I, I said it last week with you guys. I was late to the party, but it's been, it's been a good party since I got on there. They're 4-23-2 against the spread for the year, and they're just absolutely awful. And their leading scorer has been out four straight games. Now, I did a Twitter search on him this morning. There's no information. Nobody's tweeted about him since March 1st. I guess they've given up on coverage of this team, which I can understand. But uh, it's the last chance to fade them. So I'm in. They've lost 11 in a row, 10 by double-digit margins. It looks like a huge number. Um, and Wichita State did not beat – they didn't beat them that handily. They lost – I mean, they beat them by less than this amount. In fact, one win was by single digits. But they were up by 19 at halftime the last time they played them. So I'm going to go Wichita State minus uh, 15 or 15 and a half. And then I also took them minus 9 and a half in the first half. Is K-State a value pick at plus 2? You know, I like K-State tonight, but I like K-State, like, every week. I mean, I think they've been uh, badly, uh, you know, the lines, odds makers have not set good lines on them all year. Now, I got beat several times playing them on the road 
when I probably shouldn't have. And, and these teams split in a regular season. They both blew each other out uh, on their home. The home team blew, got the blowout win. But I just think K-State's better. And I, I, you know, no need for a bunch of cute stats. I think uh, Noel and, and Keontae uh, lead K-State to outright win. Uh, uh, a, a rare total uh, uh, of the play for today, 130-and-a-half in the SEC with your Gators and Mississippi State. Yeah, so the overs on an 8-1 and one run for Florida in its last nine. Its last eight games have had 143 combined or more. Its last nine have had 139 combined or more, which is, you know, obviously a good bit uh, higher than today's total. Mississippi State has had a lot lower totals than Florida, but it's their overs are 6-1 and one in their last seven, and each of them uh, – or I'm sorry, each of the overs, six of them had uh, at least 130. The Gators just don't have any rim protection without Castleton, who was uh, fourth in the nation in, in block shots. And offensively, they're shooting a lot more threes without him, and it's resulted in more points. So let's go with the over. Brian, last one here. A line of minus six, Miami, Wake Forest. Wake Forest picking up that win yesterday over Syracuse. More of a surprise probably than uh, most would think after Syracuse actually got the dub the Saturday prior. Uh, but Miami minus six seems like a, a nice play here because you take a Wake Forest team that doesn't have everything in their legs going into this matchup. And Miami has just been a team that has been tough to play against, especially late in the season. Yeah, so Miami's won eight of nine, and the only loss in that stretch, uh, Nigel Pack did not play. He averages 13.4 points, shoots threes at a 40.6% uh, clip. And even without him, they had FS, They were up by 25 on FSU. Just, uh, I don't know what happened there in the second half. I wasn't watching. I couldn't believe it when I saw the highlight. FSU'd won outright. I didn't have anything on it, fortunately. But, um, so, uh, yeah, I mentioned Damari Monsanto is out for Wake, averaged 13.3 points. Uh, per game. Uh, Miami beat them by nine during the regular season. Granted, that wasn't home. This is neutral. Uh, but I, I think the Canes uh, take care of business. Unless my guy Tyree goes off for like 30 points and 10 assists, Miami should cover this. Uh, B, the top six or seven conferences, we don't say power five typically in basketball. <clears throat> so I want to – but of the of those top six, seven conferences, is the Big 12 the toughest to cap? I just I'm just throwing this out there. I'm looking at Iowa State and Baylor. It seems low. It seems a little light. I think Baylor's three and a half now. I think it opened at four and a half. Is that just a tough league to cap? Because I think neutral site may convolute things to a little bit. You know, so um, I had Baylor in a money line parlay last week, and I had them. You know, they were at home to Iowa State, and um, and then they fell behind double digits. And I, like, made a couple of in-game bets, like Baylor, like, plus 190 money line, like, plus five and a half Look in-game. at you. And I – and I, but, no, it didn't work out, though. Iowa State ended up winning by double digits. So, that, that, that performance was so off on Baylor's part for me that I, I'm staying away. But, yeah, I, I'm like you. I, I think Baylor's the play, but I just watched Iowa State kick their ass less than a week ago. So, uh, because of that, it's a, it's a pass for me. Brian Edwards, you're the best, man. We appreciate it. Thanks so much for your advice. We will talk again next week. B, you're my man. Thanks, appreciate you. Thanks, thanks fellas. Hey, hey, hey by, by the way, real quick, B, 
I know you're going to say something about John Jones. Bam! <laughs> See? That's... <laughs> Yeah, so that, you know, hey, like no, hey, because he know he we he knows, man. We've been doing this for years. You you know, and I know you stole all that money taking Jones, even though you don't like him. My favorite thing about you, you don't discriminate. You like money. <laughs> My man, <laughs> that fist bump was probably the most realistic. How fist did bump. he know I was gonna say that, that though? That because he's I Brian exactly Edwards. Exactly where you were going. He, that's that's how I know I'm playing all of his picks. You're the man, B. Thanks, Brian. Hey, gentlemen. Michael Brunt's up next.